This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and we are brought to you by Capital Plus. They unlock unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. And um, actually, Capital Plus is, would be interested in hearing uh, our guest this week and a topic we're going to cover. Um, we're going to cover, cover, cover a couple different things, easy for me to say, but we're Bringing back on a repeat guester, uh, Mr. Brian Fisher of Lexian Homes is going to rejoin us. Uh, we didn't scare him away the first time. And uh, well, actually, without further ado, let's bring Brian on. Brian, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Ken. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. So thanks for coming back, first of all. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, and so we've been talking about this, and Brian and I talk pretty often, and you know, sort of offline and everything, and. Uh, the last time Brian was on, we talked about the fact that Brian is a, uh, he's a nine to fiver still, but he has a side hustle. And so we talked about that. So if you haven't heard that show, go back and check that out in our archives uh, on mrbizsolutions.com uh, forward slash mrbizradio. You can find out, find all of the uh, old archived episodes there. Uh, so definitely go back and check that out. But the thing that he uses as a side hustle is he flips houses. And, uh, and and there's some other elements to that, but in general, that's what he does. And so we wanted to come back on and talk about specifically get a little bit of an update since the last time he was on, talk about a couple of different things. But the main thing we're going to cover, especially in that third segment, is how to raise private funding. Um, and that, you know, this is going to be helpful for folks that not only in the uh, house flipping business, but there are tips that will be applicable across other industries as far as, you know, obtaining that private funding. Uh, for your business or your whatever venture you have going on a project. So I think that'll be uh, very pertinent. So with that said, uh, Brian, so give us a little update. What's What's been going on with Lexian Homes since the last time you were on the show? So I think it's been about a year or so since we were actually on the air together. Um, in that year, I've, I've sold four properties, uh, flipped two, uh, bought a couple projects that I ended up selling later, um, due to uh, some health issues last year that I couldn't actually have some houses worked on. So I got rid of the projects, but still made some money. Um, I just started a couple weeks ago partnering with another investor to mitigate some risk on the uh, in the market with what's going on with the uh, COVID and such. So we bought, we bought two houses in the last two weeks. And then I also bought my first rental property um, at the end of last year as well. And looking at potentially buying another rental property here in a couple of weeks as well, too. So things are moving uh, at a decent pace, could be moving faster, but they're going pretty good. Well, I think it's honestly, it's impressive, especially given, um, you know, we don't have to go into details, but I know you had some health issues last year that definitely sidelined you for quite a bit of time and subsequent surgery and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously with uh, the situation we're going on, uh, that's been going on here the last, uh, you know, six weeks, eight weeks or whatever it's been with uh, with the pandemic, um, still a lot of activity going on. You know, one of the things I want to touch on is um, you mentioned, I think is important for people to understand. And again, not just in the house flipping business, but business overall, as you mentioned, 
that you had some projects that you could not uh, could not get work done on because of a variety of issues, and you basically decided to cut lo- cut your losses, or not necessarily cut losses, but you know, pull the plug on them. So, so what's, what's your decision process around a, a situation like that, Brian? Well, at that point, you know, you've got private money and you're paying interest on that money and, you know, trying to determine how long it's going to be before you can start that project and what your holding costs are, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, the percent you're paying annually and then what that costs per month when you break it down and you decide, you know, how much longer can you hold it before the profit doesn't make sense on the final flip. So back, you know, back to the surgery stuff that I had had, I just decided I didn't have the, you know, the capability to even be around and watch the projects. So I just sold those projects and actually made a profit, you know, selling those two um, houses that I did absolutely no work on and then sold them to other investors after about roughly six months of holding time uh, and still walked away with a nice little, you know, chunk of change in my pocket. And then someone else can take on the majority of the work and make their chunk of change on the backside. Well, I think it's interesting, and and to a lot of folks, it seems really obvious. But unfortunately, as I've seen to another large chunk of folks, it isn't. And, and that is, you know, being a numbers nerd, and you know, I know Brian, you're a big spreadsheet jockey like myself, um, and knowing wh- where that break-even point is. And I think a lot of people, too, too many people, frankly, do it on gut, and they go, ah, well, I think I, I hold it for another two months. Like they don't actually put pen to paper or, or, or type into a spreadsheet to, or a Google sheet or whatever to, to, to figure that out. And when, when that breaking point is, and I think that's unfortunate because I think people end up losing money and then they may get soured on that type of, you know, of, of flipping houses or whatever it might be where they lost money. And I think it's a good example of, you know, you've been doing this for several years now and you've, you know, sort of learned that along the way. And I think it's important to understand. Yeah, you definitely need to know your numbers. The whole thing is a number game. I mean, there's definitely things outside of the numbers that can cause problems. I mean, such as one of the houses I did last year, I had a contractor, uh, long story short, really short, pretty much walk away with $25,000. I got, I recovered 10,000, you know, through the credit card company, but I was left with $15,000, you know, unable to be recovered. Um, And I lost money on that property that I did. And, you know, it, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but again, sometimes things out of your control, you just have to learn how to take those issues, countermeasure them moving forward, understand why you had the failure and then hopefully not recreate that same problem again in the future. Yeah. I think that's the important part is uh, always when you have an unfortunate situation like that is always doing, you know, I call it a postmortem postmortem sort of analysis and saying, you know, where this thing falls short and a, and, and then B, how can I mitigate or eliminate that happening again to me in the future? So you can, you know, as you go through and you get more and more experience, things are going to pop up like that. And um, some of the things are out of your control, or but you may be able to mitigate them, as you mentioned. And I think that's an important uh, distinction to make. I should mention, um, you you guys should definitely go out and follow uh, follow Lexian Homes on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, especially. Uh, Brian shares a lot of videos of the houses there, and um, he has a... I'll call it comedic nature when things go uh, awry on him. So the, the videos are usually pretty entertaining. Maybe not so much for him while he's making them, but they, they're for the viewer. <laughs> yeah. I, we try to keep it light and fun and, and uh, teach people a few things, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember one in particular, uh, gosh, it's been a while ago now, but uh, he showed a video. He's down in the basement of a house that he had recently purchased and there's water just like flowing uh, was it out of the wall or I can't remember where it was coming from, but I had a couple of those houses. So yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And he's like, um, I don't know. Can someone help me out with this? I'm not sure this is how this is supposed to work. I mean, it was just, oh my gosh, it was terrible. Um, so definitely go out and check out um, Lexian Homes on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, you can always call Brian and Brian's a talker. Uh, give them Lexian Homes a call at 614-562-7703. Um, we're going to hit a break here in just a, just a few seconds here. But I wanted to mention that, how to get a hold of Brian, as well as um, checking out his social media posts, et cetera. Very good stuff there. Um, and not, again, not just for house flipping, but other stuff you can learn from this. And you're going to find that out when we talk through the, the second and third segments of the show today. So we'll come back after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to try to squeeze in two topics. Um, first of all, the benefits of private funding, as well as managing contractors. So join us after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, all right. Welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. It is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And the tip this week is to build a strong balance sheet. You will sleep better at night. You will have, uh, it will make you uh, more ready for expansion opportunities, especially in times like this. And, of course, lenders will like it. If that ends up being part of your financing plans. Um, and so if you don't know what a balance sheet is, and it sounds like a foreign language to you, you should definitely reach out to us here at Mr. Biz Solutions. Um, we can help you with that. Um, as an example, our clients um, that have been with us for a while, we've been preparing for an economic downturn for quite some time now. So we started actually preparing for that um, pretty hardcore last May and June of 2019, uh, preparing for that. And so once all this pandemic hit and all that, we were uh, in good shape and, and everyone's uh, all good. So uh, good stuff there. But that's the the benefit of having that strong balance sheet, which is super, super important, especially when, when during the boom times, it's easy. But um, being able to still flourish and strive and prosper during the downturns is really what separates, you know, the good or OK businesses from the from the great ones. Um, so very, very important there. So that's Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And again, you're listening to Mr. Biz Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. All right, let's get back to talking with Mr. Brian Fisher from Lexian Homes. And uh, I wanted to try to cover two things real quick. So again, in the third segment, we're going to talk about um, how, you know, some he's going to give us some tips on how um, the best to raise private funding. But so I want to talk about first, let's talk about the benefits of private funding. So let's let's try to cover that first. If we have time, we'll squeeze in uh, managing contractors. I know is another uh, important topic in your space as well as other spaces. So 
So tell us a little bit, Brian, wh- why is it such a good idea to have private funding? <clears throat> oh, it's just, a, it, it's an easier way, I think, personally to, uh, to get money. Cause a lot of times the banks won't give you the cash you need if you're going to do a house flip because they look at the the value of the property and, and then and then want to loan a certain percentage on that property and and they won't really do some of the big rehabs that we do. I mean, because some of our rehabs are, you know, could be upwards of a hundred to $200,000 depending on the house. Um, and with the private money, it's usually a lot easier. You just drop a little contract with your title company. You give the the person that you're doing the private money with, you know, whatever their rates are. And then you give them a, a first lien position on the property that gives them some security. It makes them feel better about giving their money to you. Um, and, and then it's, it's, just a, it's just a lot easier, to be honest with you. So when you say private funding, do you mean uh, you meet a guy named Vinny in a dark alley and he pulls a, a, a gym bag out of his trunk? Is it something like that? If that's where he wants to meet. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's there's a bunch of different aspects. You know, it's, it's your mom and dad. It's your aunt, your uncle, you know, the rich grandma. It's somebody you meet at a networking event. It's uh, another person that's advertising that they, they loan money out. You know, that you're at a, a networking event and meet. Um, it's people you know, um, and, and and sometimes people you don't know because you meet them at an event. But mm-hmm. it's just any individual private person that has money that they're willing to lend and make a really nice return on it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, so again, we're talking with Brian Fisher from Lexian Homes. You can check them out. Uh, definitely get on their Facebook page. Give them a follow and Instagram. Uh, a lot of. Um, instructional in, uh, in humorous videos, uh, that, that Brian shares on, on the regular there. So, so let's, let's move a little bit cause I don't want to get too far into the private funding cause I know we're going to talk about that in the third segment. So let's talk a little bit and shift gears and talk about managing contractors. You mentioned during the first segment, you had a project last year where you ended up losing some money, uh, with a contractor. So obviously it can be, a uh, not doing it. Uh, sometimes there's things out of your control, not doing it effectively can be detrimental as well as things out of your control. So, Let's talk a little bit about that. How much of a challenge is that? I mean, on a scale one to 10, what's the importance of being able to manage contractors when you flip houses? Oh, it's, it's the 10. The contractor seems to be um, one of the most difficult parts of the equation. You know, it's getting the properties is one, um, getting the contractor is two, and then finding the money is three. And what I've learned is that the contracting piece is the most difficult because you, you really don't know what people's capabilities are or what their work you know, work ideologies are until you start doing a project. And sometimes when you start doing the project, then it's too late. Um, and then you're on your timelines with your, your, you know, money you're paying to your investors. So it becomes very, very interesting to say the least when you get somebody like I did here recently, his numbers looked good. He seemed very confident, very professional with his documentation and, you know, presentation of his, you know, his quotes was very nice, but then as he got into the project, he just, I mean, literally fell apart. And it was just like, no matter how much support I saw him every day or try to talk to him every day, I mean, he started to trail off. And, and my fault in this case was I paid too much money up front trying to help this this young man because I felt like he had a lot of potential along with another investor. And um, it, it just didn't come to fruition. And he bailed and it disappeared on me. That's another one of those situations, right? Your heart gets out in front of you just a little bit, um, which is easy to do and, and is, is, is okay. But sometimes you can end up getting burned with that. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine, Brian. I mean, honestly, I mean, obviously, you've shared a lot of uh, the horror stories with me and some of the challenges. But 
I mean, gosh, even just getting projects done around my house, you know, and having contractors with that and really thinking I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job vetting these guys. And it's, you know, one little thing. It's not a, you know, $100,000 rehab on a house. It's a, you know, a $5,000 project or 10 or 20, maybe thousand at the right. most. Um, so I can't even imagine um, the challenges with that. And then of course, with them being subcontractors, they're probably working for other folks as well. And so, you know, how much is that as a big pain in the butt, right? The push and pull between they're working on your project as well as maybe one, two, three, or five others. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And that's a lot of the, with some of the previous contractors that I've used, you know, you go to the house and they're not there and they're like, well, we'll be there later because they're working on other stuff. Um, and, and it's this frustration because at, at a certain point, you know, there's such a high demand for these guys that they're taking as many jobs as they can because they want the money on their side. But then they're, you know, stressing us out because they're not getting things done expeditiously, you know. So we're like, hey, we're on a timeline, you know, we're paying interest, let's go. Um, so it's finding that balance is a challenge. I mean, I just started with a new crew of guys here recently in the last couple of weeks. And, and as of right now, I think I found the game changer. They're complete rock stars. They've done more work in nine days than my previous crew did in three months. And it, it's kind of mind blowing when you see a guy that has his team put together and put together correctly. It's very, very refreshing. So now we're just looking at build quality and, you know, the, the final product is what we're trying to judge on now as we get through this project. Right. And then that's obviously, obviously the challenge of being able to scale your business as well. I mean, you're limited yes. by the resources. So that's a, a key aspect to it. Absolutely. All right. So we've only got about a minute left here, but I got a, I got a, I got a rapid fire for you. Just one. So it's really just one question, I guess. I don't really consider <laughs> that rapid fire, I guess, but what is one less than $100 purchase that you've made that you cannot absolutely cannot live without less than a hundred bucks. Ooh, that's a tough question. Actually. Um, less than a hundred bucks that I can't live without. Um, yeah, I, that's a, yeah, I, got I, him. I got him. I got him people. I got him. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's crazy. Cause I mean, I don't buy a lot of things anymore. I just, you know, I pay the quote and let the contractor do his thing. And then I go back and take a picture of a pretty house when it's done. Hopefully <laughs> and my iPhone is definitely not less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. 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 No, that's why I make it less than a hundred. So it's something that's like, sometimes people, I don't ask the question often, but people will say, Oh my gosh, I have this one type of notebook I use. And the reason it's so great is X, Y, and Z. And you're like, holy crap, I didn't even realize that, you know? So um, anyway, all right, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, we're going to hit a break here, pay some bills. We're going to come back and Brian's going to talk us through uh, how to raise private funding on Mr. Biz Radio. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at 
don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Check out both of Mr. Business National best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back. And we're getting into the meat here. We're going to get into the meat here during this third segment. We're going to talk about, and again, this will be applicable for folks, you know, again, not only just in the uh, the house flipping game, but this is could uh, pertain to your business, any, any type of business where you need additional funding. And so we're going to talk about, Brian mentioned a little bit in the last segment. Again, we're talking this week with Brian Fisher of Lexian Homes. And he talked a little bit last segment about the benefits of private funding as opposed to going to, you know, a, a typical lender bank sort of situation. And so now I'm going to press him a little bit on that. And he's going to tell us, you know, how to do that, right? It's easier said than done. But so how do we go about that, Brian? What are the best ways to go about raising uh, private funding? So I mentioned earlier, like one of the easiest ones to start with is your family. Um, if you have any parents or grandparents that have some money laying around and you can show them the numbers of what return you can give them versus what they're making in their standard bank account. Uh, I think standard bank accounts are like point what zero five percent, zero zero five, you know, where, you know, I brought us some, some money from one of my family members, you know, um, and I give them 8% return you know, just to let me use their money that was just sitting in the bank for years and years. Um, I have another person I met at a meetup group and we created a relationship. I started inviting her to my projects. Um, she saw the work that we were doing and the projects and the numbers. And then after literally two years, she finally started lending money to me and it's ranged from 10% to 12% depending on the amount. And I borrowed, borrowed over a quarter million dollars from her. It's just kind of rolling that I don't have to pay back at any given time. It's just whenever she wants a little money, she asks for it and I send her a check. Um, and I just started recently, here's just another structure is I started lending my private money out to other people as well, but for short term funding. So we call it transactional. Uh, somebody wanted to buy a set of properties. They gave me first lien position on multiple properties to cover the money that I gave them with the uh, payment of four points up front, four percentage points up front uh, on the amount, and then a 15% uh, annual return, which was over just a two-month period ending here shortly. So you can make quick money fast for somebody that really needs to close a deal. So there's many different ways to structure the money you're loaning to somebody and the percentage points of someone who's borrowing they don't typically care because without your money, they couldn't do the deal and make the profit in the end. So paying 15, 20% sometimes for short-term transactional is nothing that anybody even gets concerned with. Yeah. When, you, when you're talking about, you're talking about APR, right? You're talking about annual. Yes. So, so for example, 18% would be a one and a half a month. Yes. Yeah. 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 And to your point, so that, you know, short range time frame, if, if you, if, they've got your money, you know, less than, you know, let's say it's two months, like you said, short term transactional type of thing, you know, the impact and the financial impact on that over, you know, just a 60 day period is not something that's probably material in the grand scheme of things. Um, in, in most transactions that you're talking about with that short term type of deal. Yeah. And that's just one form the short term. Then there's obviously the long term with the big flip projects that can go as long as you want. I mean, it's just a negotiation between you and that person and their comfort level. Well, and that's what I would I would mention as well. So that's one of the key things I think is a uh, to make sure that we outline is that when you obviously work with a bank, a lender, things are very structured. Yes, when you're talking about private funding. It is completely 100 percent negotiable. Yep. So 
you want to make sure that you are well-versed and that you look things over. So uh, for example, I, I would hate for anyone, any of our listeners out there to get taken advantage of, to have someone who is a veteran and cheesy, sleazy lender of money and you end up signing a contract that ends up being something that's, that's not good for you. So you want to make sure that, you know, get someone who's done it before. Heck, give Brian a call. I'm sure he'd, he'd spend some time with you on the phone to at least talk through it a little bit. Um, you know, except join some different groups. Um, I know that are, they're helpful, whether again, whether it's house flipping or any type of, uh, private funding you're talking about, I think it's important to make sure you understand all of the terms. You can't get into it and say, Oh, I didn't realize I have to make monthly payments too bad. You signed it right now. You're legally bound to make these payments. And, um, again, you can end up in a bad situation if you're not very careful and making sure that you're, you're checking all crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. What are some other sources, Brian? What are some other ways to raise that private funding? Um, there's a, there's another version of private funding. It's a little, little, uh, it's still better than a bank and we call it hard money lending. So that's where you have a bank like institution, um, that will loan money, but it's typically at a much higher rate. Um, but again, the, the rate doesn't typically matter as long as your overall numbers work and if you need money. So sometimes in the beginning, when you don't have enough cash to run your business, you do these hard money lenders and or private lenders to still make your profit. Because again, some profit is better than no profit if you can't do the deal until you can build up your own reserves that you don't need as much private money. And then even sometimes after that, you still continue to use the private and hard money instead of risking your own money, uh, other people's money, right? OPM. Um, not OPP. OPM's different. OPM, it's it's the better one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you mitigate your risk too. Instead of using your own private capital, you use other people's money, and and you can do more projects at once when you have other money as well. Instead of depleting your funds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hard money lenders, private lenders, family friends, uh, real estate meetings, any kind of networking event uh, that you want to go to that you do go to currently. Uh, just start talking to people, tell them what you do, show them your passion. And then when they get interested, show them the numbers, show them the data. Then that way, let them understand what you're doing, the money you're making. I, I literally show people my bank account. I open up my, my app on the phone and say, this is what's in my bank. And this is what I want to borrow. And, and this is what, you know, to make them feel more comfortable, to be completely transparent. Um, and Obviously, like I said, I have a little more of the comedic, you know, demeanor. So I have a lot of fun with people. I just walk up to them at a meeting and say, hey, I want your money. And they look at me kind of strange. (laughs) But it breaks the ice a little bit for me and the way I do things, you know. And then we build these relationships and contracts with title companies and everything that show who's got what and who is, you know, lean positioned on what property to protect yourself a little bit. Again, I'm not an expert. Make sure you understand everything you're doing and, and dive deep so that you feel comfortable doing this. Yeah. And keep in mind, this is, you know, we're outlining one particular way. I mean, again, you could always go the, the typical lender way that with a banker, et cetera. Um, this is just, this is just another opportunity or an option there. Because again, you're going to end up with some people who are just starting out, whether it's, the, you know, any type of business or house flipping, whatever it might be. And they might have, you know, their credit might not be good enough. So to try to get a lender to lend them money, maybe you might be able to get it cheaper through private funding, believe it or not. You know, some, you know, Brian was talking about some higher rates, which definitely are out there, but you know, gosh, to even get money, I mean, you might not be able to get any funding from a bank, right? Because they have certain uh, risk criteria. Um, and so th- this provides another opportunity there. And again, you're always looking for uh, the cheapest way to, 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 to have that capital, to have use of that capital. So whatever that is, but this is one of those options for people, particularly 
uh, when you're first starting out, like Brian mentioned, and actually ties back in a little bit to the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And so you can build that strong balance sheet with your business. Um, this is a, this is another way to do that. Um, it's almost like building your credit. Um, think of it that way. Uh, so we only got about a minute left, Brian. What else? What else do you have for us as far as raising funding? Um, I think the other kind of important part is, especially for someone like me, and you mentioned it earlier about going out to my websites or Facebook and Instagram, is you know creating that content to make sure people know who you are. You know, because if you're just some random guy that walks up to people and asks for money, and you've got no content, no no information on your your company, your business, your processes, you know, it might be a little tougher. So make sure you've got a not professional but professional ish you know, um, set up with your Facebook business page and your Instagram business account and, and, and create that content that shows what you do, um, and do consistently. Um, you you don't want to be a guy that's just shooting off the cuff. Yeah. And it shows history too. I think that's important, right? Especially think about if you're getting ready to lend money to someone, I can go out to your Facebook page and see that you've been in business because you've got, you know, posts out there for years. Right. So, So I think that's also helpful. Well, good stuff, Brian. I really appreciate you coming back on the show. Thanks again, for go out and check out Lexian Homes on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, again, Brian Fisher of Lexian Homes, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate it. See you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.